Do you, EBO? He's president of AmericanCommitment.com, Phil Kirpin. Hi, Phil. Hey, Fawn. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm good. Good, good. Okay, so RAINS Act, that must be an acronym for something. Uh, regulations from the executive in need of scrutiny. Um, you know, they're incapable of just naming a bill something. It always has to stand for something. I think it's one of the sillier things they do around here. Well, but the military uh, does it, too. Drives me nuts. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is one of the most obvious ideas for a bill ever, which is probably why we've been trying to pass it for 15 years and haven't been able to. Uh, but it's a pretty simple concept. Essentially, it says that for the economically significant regulations, the major policies that govern the cost of things and what you're allowed to not do in this country, uh, we ought to follow the constitutional process for making laws, which is to say instead of the agencies just doing more or less whatever they want, unless you can somehow get a judge to stop them or somehow muster enough votes to stop them, uh, they would have to send their regulations to Congress as proposals, and Congress would have to vote on them. They'd have to actually get a majority in the House and Senate and a presidential signature before they could take effect. Um, and, of course, you know, we all know that Congress is capable of doing many stupid things, so it's not like you'd stop every bad regulation this way. But, boy, I think we'd stop a lot of the worst ones, and the ones that we didn't stop, we'd at least be able to look up who voted for them and hold them accountable come election time, which we really can't do now. So this has been a major priority of my organization for, uh, gosh, I don't even want to say, a long, long time. Uh, but one of the things we did in the 2016 election cycle is we got all of the Republican candidates for president to say they would sign this bill uh, if they were elected, which, you know, I think you need to do beforehand because once someone becomes president, uh, even if they tend to think like you and I do, they suddenly start to love presidential power a lot more and don't necessarily want Congress in the decision loop. So I, we're trying to, we like to get them on the record beforehand. So we're doing the same thing again uh, for 2024, and we've got uh, – statements of support now from almost all the candidates. We don't have one yet from Vivek, and we don't have one yet from uh, Doug Burgum, but we pretty much have something from all the others, and if people want to see what they said, and uh, there's sort of varying strength and some nuances in them, uh, but they're all pretty good, uh, they're, they're on our website at AmericanCommitment.org. Well, if the RAINS Act was already passed by Congress, um, why do we have to vote again? Well, we've passed it in the House many times. We've never been able to get it through the Senate. Okay. Um, so we've been we've been at it for a long time, but uh, not successfully. You know, one of the things the left does very well is when they have an idea that they want to pass, like, say, Obamacare, um, they just stay at it for literally 50, 60, 70 years until they get it done. I think sometimes on the right, you know, we make a run at something. It doesn't pass. We move on to the next thing. So we've been trying to stick to it with this one. I believe we've passed it in the House about eight or ten times now, uh, but never in the Senate. Well, that's because the Senate... See, I, I don't know what's with the Senate. What, so many things stalled in the Senate. Um, when it's Democrat-run, nothing that's common sense, Republican, conservative view is ever going to get through just because of who they are. Even though they had some common sense when you look back at some of their video and audio of, of years past. But... Um, I don't think Doug Burgum has a chance of an ice cube in hell. He's the governor of North Dakota, my home state. So um, I just don't see him getting in there. But I thought Vivek might have a little bit of a chance. So why is Ramaswamy not responding? Do you think he doesn't want to get involved? Uh, I don't know. You know, I have actually talked to him about this issue, and he, uh, he he's pretty strong on sort of regulatory abuses of power. If anything, he might say it doesn't go far enough and he wants to shut the agencies down or something like that. So I don't know because... 
We've, uh, you know, the Trisha, I forget her last name, his communications director, we've had a bunch of back and forth with her, and she said, oh, I'm going to get you a statement, but they, they just haven't done it yet. So I do think we will get something from him at some point. I'm not sure why they've been uh, sort of slow to respond. So Trump's all in, I'm sure. Trump uh, gave us a terrific statement from 2016. They've not, uh, we asked them if they want to update it, and they haven't sent us anything new. So we're just, we've got the same statement up there from last time. But he he says, you know, I'll absolutely sign. I mean, if you can read it. I don't have it in front of me, but it's a very strong statement. Yeah, and anything he says, he usually makes it very clear, whether he supports it or not. Now, I'm really hoping Chris Christie does not get in there. I don't think he will. But he would support this, but I just, I think he'd be a terrible president. I just don't know why. Something about him just turns me off. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan, to be honest, uh, of Chris Christie. I was very involved in the primary the first time he ran. I was supporting Steve Lonigan in that primary, and so I did a lot of research on Christie, and I've, I've sort of never been a fan of his. Uh, you can look at the statement he gave us. It's pretty long and confusing, I think. I yeah. think it says he would sign it, but it's not totally clear. So, but people can look at what he sent us. It, I call it Christy Ease. You have to read it, reread it, and then you still don't know what the hell it says. All right, Ron DeSantis said, "Oh yeah, of course, that's a no-brainer." So, you know, I really like the guy. I think I don't know why his numbers are tumbling so quickly, but I really like DeSantis. I mean, I think he's been, without question, the best governor in the country uh, in recent years, yeah. and. I'm not sure. You know, he's raised a lot of money. He has a terrific record. Something just hasn't caught on on the campaign trail. And maybe it's the fact that, you know, Trump's PAC has spent $20 million against him or $30 million or whatever it is. But, you know, if you're going to win in politics, you got to be able to survive people dropping a lot of money on your head and saying negative things. So uh, I don't know. Look, I mean, here's the thing. I think Trump at this point is something like a 70 or 75% favorite to be the nominee. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not 100%. He could still falter. And if he does falter, then, you know, these are the, you know, the, as, as sort of lack of traction as DeSantis has got, if Trump does somehow falter, he's probably still the best position to be the guy. Or, you know, I mean, Nikki Haley's, I guess, getting some momentum. But um, DeSantis, I think he failed to sort of, uh, he failed to sort of break out as a force in his own right. And so he does not have control of his own destiny anymore, unless. Trump collapses somehow, Trump will be the nominee. But if something happens, you know, politics is unpredictable. He's run a pretty credible campaign, and, you know, he'll, he'll be there if for some reason Trump falters. But uh, I think substantively he's been an excellent, excellent governor, and I think he's saying the right things on policy in this campaign. And, um, you know, they didn't send us much. You know, a lot of people send us these long statements. His campaign was like, yeah, he supports it, he'll sign. I mean, that they don't. They just they just answer the question. Yeah, you know what I mean, I there's like something that. to be said for that. Yeah, everybody needs to be all wordy. But Nikki Haley, I I like her. I love that she's kind of a pit bull. So she would sign it. Mike Pence would sign it. But he's he's like a limp dish towel. I don't see him being effective. I love his his sense of character and patriotism and fidelity and all those sorts of things. I love all these things about him, but I just don't see him. I, he just doesn't look like he has the fight in him. I think he's running to um, basically protect his honor and his legacy and explain why he did what he did on January 6th. I don't think it's really a presidential campaign to be president, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect uh, sense. Yeah, I get it. So that's my take. But he has been he has been a supporter of this bill for a long time, and uh, 
you know, he would sign it if he got in, I'm pretty sure. But I, I, I agree with you. That's a pretty unlikely scenario. Yeah, and you talked about Trump. I don't I don't see anybody beating Trump. I just don't. But if he's in jail, I don't care if he's in the D block. I'd still want him as my president at this point. Seriously. Honestly, I'm, if they put him in jail, that might help him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am so sick. I don't sick. know if it would dissuade many people. I'm so sick of all of it. Um, but Tim Scott is does not support Israel the way I want him to. So with what's going on right now, he just fell out of my top ten completely. Uh, what did he say something on that that I met? What did he say? What well, happened he, he's not as big a supporter of Israel as as the rest of them are. He kind of sees a reason for the West Bank and the Palestinians to feel some kind of way about Israel. And with what's going on right now, so he's he falls for some of the propaganda. He does, and uh, and I'm not okay with that. Well, I've been very impressed uh, since the Hamas terror attack with DeSantis in particular. I think he's uh, not only said all the right things, but done the right things. He's actually run evacuation flights out of Israel for Floridians and other Americans who are stranded there. And, uh, you know, he's been pretty vocal and out front. Uh, so I've been, I think he's the one who's sort of, in terms of that issue, stood out to me. All right. Well, and the people who are saying don't kill, you know, innocent Palestinians, probably another show, Phil. But I'm just saying, if yeah. Hamas didn't hide... Behind their the people of Pal- in Palestine, if if Hamas did not hide among them, there would be no casualties. Yeah. They they'd just go after Hamas, but they're cowards, well, and they, that's they, what they, they do. If they would return the if they would just return the hostages. I don't think there would be a ground invasion. So they're in total control of what happens. Uh, um, you're correct, and of course, and of course they put their you know their main headquarters is in the hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what do you what do you do with an enemy that operates on that basis? Well, and so all these worldwide protests against Israel for you know civilian casualties, I feel terrible for the innocents it's very, who are it's being all, taken. It's very, fri- it's very frightening. Frankly, these are more sort of anti-Jew rallies than they are pro-Palestinian. When you consider that they they spun them all up before Israel had really even started any of its counter operations, which yeah. tells you what. Well, and I I almost fell off my horse. I don't have a horse, but you know phrase coin a phrase um when eric adams made the speech that he did about him supporting israel and um it saying, was really good biden's was actually pretty good too yeah uh, i mean i think that sometimes fortunately it's nice it's nice uh, that there still is such a uh, line but sometimes even for some of these lefties a line gets crossed and they sort of can see things with some moral clarity of course uh, it's not all of them a lot of them have failed this test but uh Lincoln. some of them have, have passed it yeah, Blinken failed when he was talking to us, the the Saudi ambassador. He completely botched that one. Um, well, even worse, I think, good. in Qatar. Even worse, I think, in Qatar, which harbors all of the Hamas leadership. I mean, the Hamas leadership live in a Four Seasons hotel in Doha, okay? Oh, and we're going to, and we, we got Blinken saying, oh, you know, Qatar is a great ally. They're being, I'm really, have they arrested all those Hamas? I mean, no, they're not a great ally. This is nonsense. They're not an ally, period. If you if you That's really correct. want to get down to it, um, I feel terrible for the Palestinian people, but I support Israel because even if the even if the hostages were were released, I still feel like they have to go in and get the worms out of the ground. I really still I yeah, feel I mean, like I they need to, to just I tend shut to them agree down. With that. I tend to agree with that, but uh, you know, look, the you know, we we have. We have millions of people who've been created as a permanent sort of refugee class for 75 years now uh, because if any Arab country took them in, they would lose them as a cudgel to destroy Israel, which is what their purpose is. And so, you know, the actual people themselves 
are, um, you know, a lot of them are sort of innocent in it, of course, but you have to understand why they exist in the conditions they do and sort of the strategic context, and, uh, and, and it's because the Arab world still wants to destroy Israel. Yeah, and, and forever will, and if Hamas does not get the job done the way that they thought the surprise attack were, I'm pretty sh- would, I'm sure Lebanon is ready with Hezbollah to come from the other side at any moment. So this isn't going away anytime soon. Uh, unfortunately, I think you're correct, and uh, you know I'm not even really a foreign policy person, so we got we we veered in a direction. But obviously, I have strong feelings about that. Yeah, well, and I wanted to go to it because we've we've covered that the presidents, you know, they like their executive orders, but we also need to let stuff go through Congress. But Congress can be a pain in the but took us because they take so long to do everything. So um, this is a good thing, but we need to make sure they do things in a timely manner. Yeah, well, we can use that to our advantage. If all of the costly, ridiculous, expensive regulations had to go through Congress, then Congress being slow and inept would actually help us. Yeah, and we'd still have the pipeline. gives the agency a free hand. And we'd still have the pipeline. And we'd get 900,000 barrels of oil every day. Yep. All right. Yep. There's all that. Well, he's president of AmericanCommitment.com. That's where they go, right, Phil? That's it. Thank you so much, Mark. You're welcome, Phil Kirpin. Bye-bye.